dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. We back. Uh-huh. Episode 89, You Can't Make This Up Podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Killer. What up? Um, Before we get to our topics, man, Uh, you had some issues this week, man. Hey, it's hey. Just like Life. La- just like last year, man. <laughs> T- 2017 got round one and round two, but I ultimately won the bout. <laughs> it's all good. Just car issues. I was holding on to this Honda Pilot, man. It's 325K on the mileage. Woo! And uh, leaving, actually leaving the podcast last week, uh. driving home, going down Stroop, everything cuts off going like 45. Talking about... No power in the car. Like, I'm listening to the radio, and it goes, Yeah. And I I thought it was like just the radio. I cut off for a second. I'm looking, and everything's off. I don't have no gauges all (laughs) to the zero. I'm coasting down here. I catch the green light by the golf course and pull over off of Stroop and spent the next three hours dealing with that. (sighs) And then I got the alternator fixed midweek. It was the alternator, of course. Of course. Got that fixed, and uh, I'm right back. Right, right back. back. So I saw you was getting your mechanic on. Did you learn anything while you was doing that? Man, let me tell you something. I am not a mechanic at any means. Come was, on, man. I was raised by a single white lady <laughs> most of my life. <laughs> and uh, Papaw, shouts to Papaw, my stepdad, man. He, uh, he's Mr. Fix-It, man. He's 71, and I'm telling you, you think he's 51. You know, he's massive forearms and just got that worker's look, you know, mm-hmm. and he... Uh, he helped me uh, get the car fixed during the week, and then I returned the favor and helped him change his brakes on the big boy truck that okay. he uh, he drives to work and pulls the camper with and stuff. So we was mechanicing all week. But actually, I will say this. I've changed my brakes with him two or three times on my car and two or three times on his car. So after the fifth or sixth time, like I knew what tools was coming. So <laughs> I definitely sped up the process, and I was shooting the shit on Snapchat and just kind of being there to help him help him do the work. You know, you know, have to get up and go get this, get that. So yeah, 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 I am yeah. learning, though, for real. It is something that, you know, as a man, you want to know a little bit about, you know, that kind of stuff. So Yeah, definitely. Uh, my best friend slash cousin slash friend since I was like five years old, Vori, as we grew up as kids, man, he was Mr. Fix-It. His yeah. dad used to work at uh, GM up in Cleveland, and he learned everything about cars and never went to mechanic school. This is before Google. So, yeah. you know, nowadays <laughs> right. you can Google anything. Like, if really... I Google something and they show me step by step, I can emulate it. Yeah. Google but slash videos and then get it He in. used to do that <laughs> on, on our bikes. And then when we upgraded to get 16, 17, he was fixing people's cars, changing brakes. Like, it just was second nature for him, yeah. man. And something I learned about people that are mechanically inclined, you don't have to know what you're doing. They just want you there. Like, if they're working on your joint for the super low, exactly, they ain't expecting you to just be like, all right, man, I'll be back. They're expecting, like, maybe a brew, maybe (laughs) a McDonald's run, uh, play some music, talk some shit, help them pass the time as they're doing you a favor. So 
I salute all the mechanics out there, especially uh, mechanics that work in this weather that we're having Man, recently. I was just going to say that because my, my stepdad, when we did our car, it was that 50-degree day we had in the middle yeah, of the week. Turn up. Then he hit me on Friday. I'm like, it's supposed to snow. I'm coming with every reason as to why this isn't a good idea. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like, man, he does so much for me and the fam. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm there. Whatever you need. So we out there in the snow. But he, it. He, my uh, stepbrother, man, he's uh, pretty known around the mechanic world in Dayton. And he had a hookup at a garage, man. So we was able to go into the garage nice. while the snow plows went out and did their thing. When, it, when they cleared out, we pulled in. He the garage a lift for the big truck, so we have to do none of that kind of stuff. It would just get it up and get going. So nice, yeah. It was it was it was mechanic work, but definitely I was a uh, just a flathead and Phillips kind of guy. <laughs> I can get that for you. I, I can do that. <laughs> I had my own mechanical problems myself. Oh, really? Not with my vehicle. Oh, with some station vehicles. Uh oh. Yeah, man. So you know the term boss. I'm a boss. <laughs> I run things. I'm I'm this. I'm that. You know what? Being a boss is kind of overrated. <laughs> that comes with a lot of responsibility. <laughs> being, being responsible right. for a lot of different moving parts is really overrated. So I work at the radio station. We have our part-timers who I'm responsible for, and we have our vehicles, which I'm responsible for, yes and no, kind of like, hey, uh, schedule these oil changes, mm-hmm. uh, hey, uh, Schedule somebody to go gas them up. Oh, man, it's a problem with the vehicle. Hey, uh, schedule them to get taken to the shop. Yeah. That type of thing. I'm not out there playing right. Mr. Fix It. <laughs> if it's something easy, I'll go out there and do it, or I'll tell our engineer. And, you know, so when she'll wipe us or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just like him, I'll go out there, shoot the shit with him as he's fixing it. Yeah. But, you know, had the club last night, and I'm leaving in the Hummer. Uh, one of our part-timers, A. Dizzle, he's uh, headed down there in one of the trucks. Now, if you ever seen a radio station remote van, has like this big pole sticking out of it. And on TV trucks, mm-hmm. it's called a mass. And what happens with a mass is it goes up in the air, sends a signal back to the station. But with these masks, when the temperature drops below a certain temperature, there's a magnet inside. And sometimes those masks get water inside them so what happens with water when it freezes it expands and pushes the magnet out of place so there's a mechanism inside the mass that tells the truck that the mass is up so it stops you from being able to put it in drive so you can't be driving around with a 30 foot mass down the street so you don't hit a wire pole whatever so the mass is down but it thinks it's up because the mat has moved so i'm like all right that's an easy fix i know how to fix it you just turn this lever you unscrew this and you shift the magnet but it being so cold i can't find the magnet so i just was like all right this is what we're gonna do we're just gonna leave it running until the remote is over we'll take the other van so we go to the club handled everything at the club it was actually jumping last night too was it crazy <laughs> jumping it was it was jumping at 11 o'clock by wow. the way. yeah it was crazy anyway so i get back to the station engineer's door is locked no tools. Uh, Need tools to make this happen. Yeah. Run over to Meyer. Drop about 30 bucks in tools. <laughs> Got my receipt because I will oh, yeah. be in reimbursed <laughs> for that. So I'm out here with my phone. A Dizzle here helping me. I'm unscrewing it. So like this magnet has moved up so high in this mass. I had to take off the, the turn mechanism in there. Take that off and disconnect the metal box and stick it on top because that's where the magnet thinks the mass is. So got that situated, 
and you know anything about touching cold metal oh, with man. your bare hands is not fun. You got minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know that is uh, something that a manager, which I am, slash boss, has to deal with because you know you're calling your uh, engineer at one thirty in the morning. He ain't coming. Yeah. You know, especially on the weekend, he gonna hear. Oh, it's a it's a van. All the stations on the air. Oh yeah, that'll take take. I'll take care of that later. But yeah. the thing is, if the light is flashing all night, the battery's gonna die. Right. So that incurs another problem come Tuesday. Like, oh, now we gotta buy a new battery, install a new battery, mm-hmm. or I could take care of it now. So yeah, fun times playing late mechanic night. over the weekend. Late night. Late night. Is this last night. This is last night. This last night, bro. That's yeah. why I'm yawning right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I had a hard time getting up myself. I woke up about five and I was ready to go, but then eight o'clock came and I was like, let me get a little hour. Seven thirty <laughs> to eight thirty nap. But uh, I made it. I'm here. We here, man. So uh, let's get into these topics, man. Yeah. What you think about that national championship game, man? Man. Was hoping. What did I tell you, man? Yeah, I was what hoping I for the. You? I thought at first I had a thirty-one twenty-one shot, but then uh, <laughs> got there almost. Yeah, almost. It almost took off, but no, nah, it was just another. It's like it's like man, Bama is now in the in, in the Patriots category of Facts. just like enough's enough, man. Five out of the last nine, two without winning, no division. I mean, yeah. okay, we get it, y'all. Y'all bring the best, y'all. Y'all get the best, but yeah. That's that's was, funny you even said that. Yeah, I, I knew that they won two without winning their conference title. Well, shoot, they won two without even winning their side of the conference. Exactly. I didn't even think about that. Exactly. So they're the second best in their own division, not even second best in their conference, but the best in the country. It's makes it's, no sense. Yeah, it's just I, I, they got to expand it. I think I think that's the only the only fix. Make it make the top six or eight. You know, get in. It got to be eight probably, but they they won't. It's going to just be what it's going to be. We complain for two weeks, and then we don't complain for another year, and then we complain for two weeks, and then we don't complain for another year. So, For me, it's, 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 called, it's called college football. This, yeah. is, this is exactly what they want. They want us complaining about it. They want us arguing about it nonstop. Come on, tune in. Yeah, we're going to tune in. We're going to come with the hate. If I had my homeboy, Ryan Drake, he is a Ohio State fanatic. <laughs> He is crazy Ohio State as he should be. He's from Columbus. He's a he went to Ohio State. He bleeds scarlet and gray as most of us do in the state. Mm-hmm. But I told him I was like, look, man, when we got in there last year, we set the precedent, yeah. and now that they're in there, that's the one reason why I can't give much can't, lip can't, because can't. it happened to us both ways. You know, we we got in with the chip, we got in without the chip. So I mean, without the Big Ten chip, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So I mean. Unfortunately, it was the Ohio State team that had to be that yeah. guinea pig, but that opened the window for this. Yeah, and yeah. more of this going down the line. So. And ultimately, it was a great game. Yeah, it was. And, it that, was. and that's what all you can ask for, man. You can't like it's like that LSU Bama championship game a mm-hmm. couple years ago where it was like thirteen to zero, and LSU never crossed the fifty yard line. Like that's what I wasn't. I was like, please don't let it be that. Please exactly. let it be an entertaining game, man. We got a real entertaining game. Like Overtime. I thought Georgia had it. They made the switch at halftime. That brought was in the lefty. I was shocked. Out here slanging dimes, and it was like, man, like Georgia was this close. I mean, I mean, you want to talk about centimeters away from winning that championship when, when uh, don't even. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce right. the brother's name. Uh, Thirteen <laughs> is what we gonna call him. He threw the interception, and then Georgia had the ball, and I was thinking, like, all right, man, all you got to do 
You ain't even got to score. You just got to flip field position. Keep the ball for like four, five minutes. Make them drive again. And you're probably going to win the game because they're going to run out of time. Mm-hmm. Very next play, he throws the ball, hits off somebody dude's helmet, and it's intercepted, <laughs> dog. It's yeah. like, it's Bama, dog. It is Bama. And it, until somebody beats them consistently, I'm always going to say they're going to win, man. Always. It's just something about them. Just like them and the Patriots, man, like you said. Yeah, does uh does Jalen Hurts uh draft stock drop from that from that benching? Man, he wasn't no NFL quarterback <laughs> right? anyway. You know what I mean? But I will say this, people saying that he should transfer. I'm if I'm him, I'm not transferring yet. No. I'm gonna go throughout spring ball and see what's up. Like mm-hmm. let's let's not get overblown. Let's not go over the top because there were games where Jalen Hurts passed the ball well. Yeah. So as a competitor, I'm going to be like, all right, we're going to spring ball. I'm going to compete to That's be the starting quarterback. Exactly. And let's see. Because that was just two quarters. Yeah. It wasn't like dude came in there was flawless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He had some bad. He had a shoot. On, in overtime, he took a 16-yard sack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They were about to lose. You know <laughs> the, what I mean? The best thing about sports, man, is competing. Yes, and, sir. And when you, get a, when you get an opportunity, no matter if you was up, if you was down, when it's now, hey, we, we both got a shot at this. You know? Yeah. Nothing more I want as a competitor than, hey, I'm up at five working, are you? Yeah. You know, so you got to work, put in the work, and earn it. So I love that. I yeah. love that shake-up, especially if it ain't the Buckeyes, so yeah, I ain't tripping. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I love the shake-up. I love what, you know, that's a, that's a gutsy call for Nick Saban. Ooh. That's why he Nick Saban, man. You, you take Facts. out your quarterback second half of the chip game. I mean, you you got you got belief in the backup. So, and he came through, man. It was, it was a game. It was, it was a good a one. It was a good one, man. So let's go to these yeah. lovely things <laughs> that have just popped up every this week. Every week, man. Every week, Something. man. What was your first reaction when you saw H&M's coolest monkey in the jungle? My first reaction was all they had to do was switch the sweaters, man. <laughs> if the white dude is wearing that sweater and the black dude's wearing the orange one, we're probably not even yapping about it. But for that to happen in that regard man you just you can't do that like there's it makes me feel like the marketing team of these companies is just like who you know you know like if you can get in there we take it you know because some of the thought processes you use like you can't that shows me that and i saw a picture the board of the like hm all white people Mm -hmm. so when you have that you don't have someone in that meeting to say nah that's not we're going to get some backlash from this. You got people right. that's just putting thoughts together. Hey, that'll work. I like it. Next one. You know, and unfortunately, they they struck out on that one. I mean, that was just Swing a bad a bad everything about it and it's I mean, it's it's going to it's going to affect them. I mean, black people have a lot of power. Mm-hmm. And they don't use we it love all the time. Spin, yeah, but we but we yeah, I'm saying we in the stores, we in the clubs at 10 degree weather, <laughs> whatever you want, you know, if 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 it, if it's if it's something that we strive and we like, we we there rain, sleet or snow, you know, yeah. we there. So for them to for them to do that though, man, I mean, like now you're seeing H&M stores getting trashed yeah. all over the, you know, Africa and other places. It's just it was it's a mess, man. It's something that just can't happen, period. It can't happen. My first reaction was much like yourself, but then it switched to anger, like mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like really? Like who who's letting this go through? There has to be uh the design team to actually make a shirt. Mm-hmm. Then it has to be the photo shoot, the photographer, the prints, the okay, 
yeah, that looks good. And then the upload to the website. There's so many hands that this has to go through before it hits the internet. Mm -hmm. And then it took me to where most things take me a race. Takes me to laughing. Yeah, exactly. Because (laughs) I, I have a sick sense of humor when it comes to racism. I think the shit is hilarious. Not because I really truly think it's funny and something to joke about, but I think it's something that people are so ignorant that they actually would do this. And it's that that's what finds it that's what makes it funny to me. It's like, yeah. damn, you really you really didn't even think this through. You you have all these people and y'all didn't even think about it. Like, who's on the boards? Why are y'all making these decisions? And then I thought like, well, shoot, it's in the London catalog. Maybe monkey over there don't mean the same thing that it does in the United States. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe porch monkey <laughs> right. ain't the same One, thing over yeah. over the pond. Didn't didn't have decades of uh back of uh, bad vibes over there maybe, you know, but to me man it's it's just like I wonder too. I saw a, a, a one of those internet comedians doing a rant about it. He brought up a good point. If my mom was offered X Y and Z for some dollars for me to wear a sweater in in the 80s, like, well, I can't use my mom as an example. She, she, she's white. But a mother, you know, who's, who's to say these parents didn't be like, well, get this check, son. We'll, we'll deal with it tomorrow. But, you know. To be fair, um, not to be toot my own horn, but I did some modeling. That's a you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Watch out now. Uh, didn't make it too far. Uh, but what they do is everybody puts on the same shit. Okay. So there's... Eventually, they're going to come out. It's going to get the photos of the white kid and the coolest of the monkey. Mm-hmm. And the black kid is going to be in the survival jungle expert. All the kids. Well, at least that's how I was when I did the little bit of modeling that I did. Mm-hmm. Everybody tries on the same thing. And then the photographer and his assistant or whoever at H&M, they select who's going to be posted where. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's how, that's how that works. But. Like I said before, man, somebody is an idiot. You idiot. know what I'm saying? And to, and to say, yep, we're gonna have the coolest monkey right here. And as far as the money thing, you know, they're not getting paid like that, dog. Right, like, right. dude, it's not like you're Tyra Banks, uh, <laughs> Tyson Beckford. Like, yeah, yeah, I need a quarter meal for the spread. <laughs> like, dude, right. it's, it's on H and M. The shirts are fucking like. Thirteen dollars, exactly. dude. So, how much money do you think they're really gonna get? Couple you? hundred. <laughs> Here's lunch. Yeah, exactly. Couple hundred. And, and I saw the saw his mom, the kid's mom, come out and say people need to chill out and relax. And that further lets me know, like, you know, maybe it don't mean the same thing as it does to Americans. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Somebody let me know. Does does the racial slurs over over the pond or something different over here? I don't know. I've never been over there. I don't right. know everything that goes on over there, man. So I'm not sure. And I also saw Puff offered the young man a million dollar contract. Got to take that. Yeah, take that. Take that. <laughs> you got to take that, young man. Take that. A meal is a meal. Yeah, yeah. Come across the water and, uh, you know what I'm saying, come to the States. You know what I'm saying, get you a nice little working visa because yeah. you're going to need it. Exactly. 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 <laughs> did you, uh, sidebar, yeah. did you hear the 20 year old won that Mega Millions, bro? Bruh. 20. Bruh. 200 plus cash meal <laughs> like 200 meal pocketed that's crazy but back to the topic i'm sorry i had to throw that out there man, man that's a lot of bread is this out. the kid that's gonna be um say he's gonna do a lot of humanitarian yeah, work he said he yeah, want to do a lot of humanitarian that. work and a lot of good i definitely follow him on twitter and turn on all my tweets so i can keep up with him hey i'm shoot my shot if he hey, uh if he offering i got a bob i'll be couple, ready <laughs> couple student loan payments you can take right, care you if you tweeted i'll be up. ready for the reply 
Man, that would be <laughs> blessings on blessings. I mean, right. dude, like, I wouldn't even know what to do. Like, I mean, you know, talk about this before. Like, oh, what would you do with this money? What would you do with this money? Like, I don't know if, like, if I, I would pass out. I don't know <laughs> what. Like, I know what I would do once I got the money. But my initial reaction would be just be like, I don't know. I probably yeah, it's tear, like, tears of joy, dude. I probably, I, I probably sweat the damn ticket out with my hands from holding it so tight. <laughs> Can't read it now. Now I lost. Right, like I, I will win the lottery, like on a on a uh, Friday night. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. On a three day weekend, like exactly. we got right now. Like I gotta wait all the way to Tuesday to get up to Columbus to cash right. this bitch in. <laughs> Just sitting at home, planning it all oh, out, bro. Huh? I'm Spending calling it. off. You know what I'm saying? I work a lot on the weekends, but yeah. not after I win that, I'm calling off. Yeah, for infinity. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> such a wrap, man. Yeah. But H and what you think they should do, man? What, what can they do? Because they issued an apology. You know, apologies, no matter what it is, it's never going to be good enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They could have came out like, oh, man, my bad. We offering 90% off. I did hear that they was offering black. 80. I did hear that. All blacks. <laughs> yeah, I did hear they had an 80% sale. I saw somebody, did they? somebody was saying that, that they was, had an 80% Nigga, sale. So. I'm about to go clean up. Yeah, I know. For me, <laughs> like, you know, I talked about it a lot, but the weight loss, when I, you know, being bigger, I never really went in H&M. Like, I would mm-hmm. go in there, like, when I go visit, you know, smoke in L.A. or something, in the mall, that was always a stop, you know, for something just to be looking at stuff. And yeah. I never even thought to shop in there. So now that I'm getting into a sizes that I can shop in regular stores, it's hey. like, do I want to spend my money at H&M? Nah. Do, do I care? Does this bother me enough to not spend my money in H&M? Like, mm. You go for 80% yeah, off. Yeah, 80% off, 80% off. <laughs> I got three I'm kids. selling bro. out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to get in where I can fit in. So. You know? Hey. Sorry. Half of me is offended. Half of me ain't, I guess. <laughs> there it is. It happens. It happens, bro. It happens. I don't know, man. I think, you know, they just got to bounce back, man. They got to yeah. bounce back and they got to they get more diversity on the board mm-hmm. so things like across this across a lot of companies happen. too not just H&M I mean, absolutely, absolutely it's a lot of just upper management upper you know ownership upper CEOs that just black people struggle to get into man mm-hmm. and, and and if you're gonna if you're gonna not be a racist and not be one-sided in this world you can't you gotta do it at work too. I mean you gotta offer that you know have the opportunity yeah. for someone who qualifies for that to get that you know so, I mean we see this in the NFL with yeah. the Rooney rule uh, you know, the Raiders just gave John Gruden what a hundred million for ten years, mm-hmm. and they're getting investigated from the NFL because they didn't follow Rooney Rule. And people not familiar with the Rooney Rule, it's uh, it's a rule where you have to interview seriously interview minority candidates for open positions mm-hmm. with your NFL franchise. And you know, John Gruden used to coach with the Raiders back in the Al Davis era, and now his son is in charge of the team. Well, and he coached with during the Brady Tuck, Tuck yeah, Tuck rule, rule. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were they were minutes away from playing for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and now that the younger Davis owns the team, he always wanted John Gruden back, so he made he made an offer. <laughs> John Gruden couldn't refuse. Yeah, I thought he had even offered some partial ownership or Man. something. Like, I mean, it was a package of all packages that Man. most black people. Don't get offered. Let's just keep right, it honey. Like right, you're right. not, and it's unfortunate because I mean, like you say, there's. I saw a Ti was getting asked where he gonna hop on on the ship with Diddy and try to get on with this ownership with the Panthers, and he like, nah, I like to do what I what I want to do with my money and with my things, and the NFL ain't, ain't gonna allow me to do that, so yeah. he ain't on it, and that's yeah. you know, that's a part of it. But I like, man, it has to. This this world, man, is so. 
it's it's just it's just full of bitch assness right now, yes, man. Sir. And it's just it's sad, man. It, it's everybody's danders up, everybody's agitated, everybody's trying to you know find a reason that this didn't happen the way it's being you know broadcast to the world and X Y Z. It's just so much of like let's just get back to just let's just care about the next man, man. Let's, yeah. let, let's just care about each other. You know, I saw a video of a guy. Either either drunk or high on drugs, but fell asleep in his car at the intersection, and it's 15 minutes worth of cars about to hit this guy, and some black dude stopped, tried to wake him up, didn't wake up, had to call the police. Like, hey, are you in the middle of the road? Like, literally in the middle of, like, an intersection yeah. where the lights are green and red, and it's snowing, and people are coming down, like, a small hill having to swerve from hitting this guy, and it's like, you know— he cared enough about this man to be like, hey, let me stop and at least get you some help. You might you might get some tickets and some legal issues, but you're gonna be alive. Yeah, yeah. So. And you never know. It's never. It's not always, you know, something that you think. Uh, my wife brought this to my attention. Like we saw somebody swerving on the highway or whatever, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, motherfucker, high, mm-hmm. drunk or something. She's like, well, you don't know. It could be a medical issue. Right. Could be a diabetic. Could, mm-hmm. Anything could be happening. Could be having a heart attack. Could be having an asthma attack. We don't know that. Exactly. Like, and that's that's true. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? From a person that has asthma to just automatically jump to like, this motherfucker on the H. Mm-hmm. This is fucked up. This <laughs> yeah, is not it is. right. It is. So, you know what I'm saying? Her being the good Samaritan that she is, she called it up. Hey, hey, we had mile marker, blah, blah, blah. Seeing the car swerving, riding on the burn. Handle it. Right. We not stopping. <laughs> right. But, yo, Let's we know where yeah. <laughs> Let, Let uh, Paris it. Jackson, she she found out what you do when you pick up hitchhikers. She got jacked. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't do that. We'll no. make the call, but we ain't stopping. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. It's crazy out here, man. The whole H&M yeah. thing is just sad in so many aspects. And the whole Rooney rule with the mm-hmm. Raiders, it's like, yo, man, y'all either. I don't even know if they're. The Rooney Rule is necessary anymore. I mean, as much as I think it's important that minority candidates get actually interviewed because, you know, a great interview, you may still may not get it. But, you know, the owner's circle is is tight. It's only 32 of them. So, you know, if I'm an owner of a franchise and I interview a minority candidate, but I like somebody else and then you looking for a coach like the next year, like, man, who'd you interview? Oh, man, yo, I'll let. Otis Parker, man, he right. was great. You know what I'm saying? It was great interview, but I just wanted Billy Joe or whatever more. Yeah. It's like, and then that helps the next man. And yeah. you know, it's all about helping and going forward and leveling up and diversity. And like it or not, man, you know what I'm saying? This country is about being diverse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It isn't all one thing. People that want to be going back to the good old days of the fifties and sixties, bro, where they had colored water fountains, bro. Yeah. No. Nah, we're not going for it. No. And, and nobody in their right mind should be going for that. Everybody is just, it feels like everybody's trying to decide whether to fair catch the punt or, or run through these grown men. You know, it's like everybody's just nervous and don't know what to do and stressed and sad, man. But we got to gotta push through because uh, I don't want to call his name, but 45 don't give a fuck either. 4-5. So. Yeah. 4-5, man. I remember when 45 used to mean something so different <laughs> to me. 45 to me used to mean... Michael Jordan comeback. <laughs> that 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 meant when Jordan put on that four five, he dropped that double nickel on the Knicks. Mm-hmm. What's up, Craig Lavender? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But now four five, 
equals a clown mm-hmm. equals a it's sad man equals it's, our president of the united and we just States. my daughter's birthday is january 23rd I, I say that to say i always remember that's around the time where they swear in after mm. getting elected in november january they kind of swear in. it's always around that time so i was talking to the wife this week i'm like yo this is only like about to be year one yeah like we got three uno. more uno <laughs> it's crazy uno. It's, it's, and every week is it's just something that basically it's like Fuck, fuck y'all. Whoever we talking about, if it ain't about my money, if it ain't about what I'm, what I want, fuck it. And it's it's sad, man. It's sad, man. It's it's terrible to be to have a president that thinks it's okay to call any any anybody or anything from you know a country shithole, shit a shithole country. Shit we don't want country. these people from that shithole country. When this shithole country, I mean, you can go back. To when the Europeans came and took over Africa and took the fucking rubber from Congo and the diamonds from Sierra Leone. And I mean, it's so much of that, that so much beauty in Africa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people from Denmark came and took South Africa. And then, you know, that's why, you know, they didn't get their freedom back to the 60s, I believe. And y'all came and stole the shit. But it's a shithole place. So shithole place. Look, man, it's, it's, this it's this country, man. the United States of America, is full of people from shithole countries. Like, yo, Kevin is from here. Yeah, me, I am from here, but my ancestors are not from here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, people in my family are from here. Like, that's just a fact. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you know, to to talk about people who do things that you know. Natural born citizens, Americans feel like they too good to do. Like, yeah. you know, you know, we see a ton of people working these jobs that, you know, oh, I wouldn't do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? The Americans we have like, oh, I'm too good for that mentality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Foreigners come to this country are willing to do anything because it's because it is bad where they're from. Yeah. And they feel like being in the United States is an honor. Yeah. Cause it is. And we're supposed to be here with open arms for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To the, the to prosper and to grow. And you know something I I thought about. I was like, man, I I see a lot of small businesses, especially in Dayton. You know, cell mm-hmm. phones boxes jumping. They yeah. own all by foreigners. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so say we block our our borders and we don't allow these foreigners in. Who's gonna open up these small businesses? Exactly. Who like there? There's there's not like you know, you know. If it not. was if it was a town or area where block after block was owned by African Americans, you know, like that's different. But you just don't see it. Don't you, see it. And you see you you see like I saw where they did a raid on like a whole bunch of Seven Elevens mm-hmm. because they're trying to find illegal immigrants. Yeah, and it's like. That damn near racist, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. you know, you know where they at. You going to get them? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just it's terrible, man. Like that, our president, man, is just. I mean, he paying off porn stars, man. It's it's, hey. it's it's terrible, man. It's just terrible. It shows white people ignorance, man, to like other topics, man. And like, you can't say that something is is one way or a shithole place when you take everything from that place and use it for your own good. Exactly. You, you can't you you can't say that something is you acting like there's always a bad neighborhood in every town. There's there's Facts. a bad block where you just shouldn't probably be hanging out at, you know. And there's 
probably a little more of that in other countries, but there's plenty of great things to not, you can't just group it all under a shithole place. You right. Know, it's terrible. And to, to blatantly say they're shithole countries and then say, let's open up our borders more for places for people from like Norway. Yeah. That, that is just saying, hey man, we don't give a fuck about black and brown people. Yeah. We care about these people that have money and can come here and quote unquote better us. Yeah. Why would someone from Norway want to come to the United States? They have universal health care. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like why would you want to come here and have to pay an arm and a leg for health care? Exactly. Like it's things about our country that are great. There's things about our country that are fucked up, obviously, but it's still the land of opportunity mm-hmm. and it's called the United States for a reason. We need to be united. Yeah. And you know, people who want better come here because they know we can get opportunities here that they can't get in any other country. And him trying to rule with this, this lazy ass iron fist and just offend people. And then Trump supporters always talk about like, well, he tell it, tells it how it is. And, and I saw something on Twitter, like taking screenshots of shithole countries and Mm -hmm. showing things that are fucked up. Like, yeah, it's fucked up over there. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like our ghettos have nothing on the regular life that people live over there. People yeah. actually live in mud houses in some of these yeah. countries. It's fucked up. Hell yeah, they should be trying to get over here. Yeah, exactly. To live in the projects. Exactly. Like, what? You gonna put me in a project building where I got heat? Sounds like a plan to me. Right. <laughs> it's you a know? building? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's fucked up over there. So, it's like he's just telling it how it is, but then he comes out, well, I didn't say that. So, is either, is he telling it how it is? Or is he lying about he never said it? Because yeah. now he's saying he didn't say it. Around his people, he want to be King Dingaling. Yeah. And then when it's the world's watching, come on, I ain't do that. Yeah. Your your wife, man, she's born in Slovenia or something like yeah. that. Like that ain't the cream of the crop in Europe. That yeah. ain't the that ain't the first thing you want to the first destination you're looking at when you're trying to go to a Europe vacation. Like, yeah. <laughs> and 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 shame on her, man. Michael Michael Rappaport said it best, man. He said, he said, and Ivanka, you sleep with this man every day, so fuck you too. <laughs> and I, I feel it. That's I you mean, know what I have noticed. <laughs> I have noticed that his daughter has. I'm she ain't like not down with the Trump team, but she is slowly like faded away from this whole mm-hmm. thing. Like I know her husband is like him and Trump are like best friends now, yeah. or whatever. But she is slowly faded away from this whole thing. Like she's been like real pro woman stuff like the whole me too hashtag it you know what i'm saying to be about that and your dad is under fire for a lot of things i i don't know if i want to commend her but she's not stupid and she's not blind to what's going on so i can i I also recognize that she's not just like blindly just rooting for her dad just retweeting everything her dad does like her brother is you know what i'm saying she's taking a step back and saying or maybe she has people in her ear, her corner, like, yo, you may want to think this shit through because you're going to need a career after this. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're not going to – somebody knows something that this shit is going to come down eventually. I know a lot of people think that he's going to get impeached. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. I'm I'm of the mindset that it's going to be a one-term president. I really don't see him being impeached. It takes a lot to get a president yeah. impeached. I'm Look just, how long this investigation is. We're we a year after the, you know – election yeah and we still investigating the election <laughs> right and like we still got other things that have now 
you know, Kaepernick talking so much. You yeah. know, other things that we as a country are just dealing with. It's just piling up more stuff that's, you know, created by if you don't look like me or if you ain't in my circle, you know, when when has America gave a gave a shit about anybody's feelings unless you was, you know, in that in that crowd or in that space? They ain't gave they ain't never cared about African Americans' feelings at you all. Know? So it's 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 just sad, man. It's but you know, you can't let one man you know tear us up, man. We got we got to fight through this and just you know take it a day at a time. And you know every day every day at work ain't great. So every day with this president ain't gonna be great. But hopefully you know. Hopefully some of the extra dollars we getting from the Republicans, they trying to make us feel like it's a whole bunch and it's not. You right. Know? So hopefully just some of those moments where people can expand us, man. That's Absolutely. what it has man. to be. Absolutely. Did you deal with any type of racial tension when you was in the service? Man, not really. It was it was I saw a lot more women. Mm. Like like to be to be black in the military as a woman, that I did see to where, you know, a certain hairstyle that you might have don't quote unquote fit in the regulations, but it do. Just the, this first sergeant or this commander don't like you looking like that. You know, really? so it was little things like that. Little, like what? Like, like I mean, just like you know, like you have to keep your hair a certain length, or like ladies can't wear it. it has to be above the you know, like like at the collar. So in a uniform, it's not you know it has to be clean. Mm-hmm. But you might see somebody with braids, or you might see somebody who got their hair did for the weekend and it's <laughs> updo, and they their beret is all messed up because they the hair is all fluffy. You know, it's little things like that. And even they my, went out to the club. <laughs> they trying to go get turned real quick and like look and, cute. And everybody's experience definitely depends on where you're at. Because I know, like my wife, I had I had just brought it up I wanted to see what she thought about it and she told me when she was in Biloxi Mississippi that they was having like KKK meetings and rallies while she was you know stationed there like that was happening in the area so it's like different areas gonna definitely have different experiences mm-hmm. but I think overall man once you're in that military life man it's once one once they get you in that military bearing and they get you locked in on how the military is at the end of the day you being black or you being white you know it ain't gonna it's just the military. You just gotta do, you know, do do what's asked of you mm-hmm. and, and get it done in a timely manner, man. So I spent I would imagine, especially once you went to war, it wasn't about, you know what I'm saying, yeah. black, white, that, purple, blue, like, hey man, get my ass home. Exactly, because the moment you get there and driving through, you know, from Kuwait to Baghdad is a twenty four hour drive. So we split it up in two days, but we're also right behind the war as they're fighting. And like you just talked about, majority of Iraq, you know, well, I remember being over there and getting a Time magazine, and it was showing Baghdad, and it was comparing it to the size of Columbus, Ohio, as far as like the demographics, the distance, the size of the city, and all that. Mm-hmm. But everything else around Iraq was find you the the countryest place that you can find, and you had stick houses, you had mud houses, mm-hmm. you had people literally like drive out people, and they just pulling up whatever that garment they wear they pulling that up and just using the bathroom in a hole in the ground you know it was, wow. i mean it was poverty at the all-time poverty you know and then well, all of a sudden you know the hot there's still highways like there is here you know the highways look pretty much the same but these but you're going through these towns and it's like driving through you know just taking 35 and just going across the country you know like going through small town small town but these small towns had nothing nothing i mean no fixtures no buildings no just dirt man just just a desert, you know, it was just a desert out there. So to see all that, to see all that kind of poverty and driving hour after hour after hour, A, trying to stay alive, mm-hmm. and B, seeing all these people that are struggling. People, it was kids, teenagers chasing our vehicles 
and bare feet on rock pavement to try to steal our MREs off our truck that we would strap onto the side of our truck for food. They're trying to take those off as we going 25 miles an hour down, down the street. You know, wow. it was so much things that you saw there that makes you look at the world differently. Like you say, like, I've never been to really been to Europe outside of a plane landing on a military base and taking back off. You know, right. so like to experience that, I haven't. But I have experienced Kuwait and Iraq for extensive amount of time to where I can say, you know, a lot of those people there weren't necessarily mad they were there, but you can't decipher the two. Right. So you got you got packs of people that were happy that were trying to come help, and you got the other ones that's trying to blend in that pack to, you know, destroy whatever they can destroy. So, I mean. Right. Like, I remember, uh, you know, in high school, one of our teachers, we were talking about the Vietnam War, and he actually was in the Vietnam War, and he's like, yeah, that whole thing is is extremely real where, you know, you're fighting on someone else's soil, and it's like this sounds racist, but it isn't because the people that are fighting with you look just like the people that are fighting against exactly. you. Exactly, you can't decipher the two. You don't know, and there's no no. They're not walking around with a "Hey, I'm with you," and if they are, they got it too, mm-hmm. and they could just use it against you. And then what makes it more stressful is. We as the United States are following the Geneva Convention rules because right. they make us follow that. So I can't engage with you until I really feel like my life is in danger. By the time I feel like my life is in danger, someone's gotten hurt, mm. you know. And to drive through these towns, like you know, I I say this not proudly, but I, you know, it was me or them. I had to get back home. So going through these towns, people crowded the roads. Would crowd like if we were, let's say, we were doing like you know the. The old school 7570 loop, the mm-hmm. four-leaf four clover loops. That's kind of how their highways were when you're moving highways. So you had to go the loop around. People would, would stand on the highways trying to find that weak person that's driving to have 10 people run in front of the vehicle to and, stop. and try to divide up the convoy so they can attack whatever they want to attack. So, you know, I'm driving on the highway, catch up in the road. I'm going to give you this horn and this seat bounces. So it's like any other bump. Me or them, man. It's me or them. So a few people got taken out, and hey, it is what it is. Like I'm not stopping. <laughs> you you got to take me driving, but I'm so not. So what happened after that? Like, what, do you get reprimanded? Do they look um, at you? Only people that really knew what happened was the vehicle behind me. <laughs> after that, somebody just laying in the street, and the vehicles don't know. Like you know what I'm saying? So right. the person behind you was my boy. So the next stop we had, like like we would stop on certain certain secure areas of of the road. To like, you know, literally have to take turns pissing. And mm-hmm. so one person's garden while you doing your thing, he come back, you do your thing. So like when that next stop, he comes over like, bro, did you hit that motherfucker? I'm like, hell yeah, I hit that motherfucker. <laughs> he like, bro, I'm like, yo, what, you want me to stop? And like, nah, I ain't saying that. But I'm like, he ain't move. What you want me to do? I, I'm not driving off this road and all these right. fucking landmines and everything else they got in this dirt. I'm staying on this pavement. And if you get on this pavement, you should move. Hey so, man, it, it's I not the Humvee. It's not the same thing, but it's the. It, I liken it to this: when fans come on the field, yeah, you get whatever is coming to you, yes. bro. Whatever an athlete wants to do to you, if you come on the court on that field, mm-hmm. stay your ass on the bench, yes. stay your ass in the stands. Like the I remember a couple, couple years ago, uh, Ohio State game, some fan came running on the field. And he got fucking clothesline and held down and <laughs> forearm in the back of the neck. And people were like, oh, he didn't have to do that. Fuck him. Right. 
He, he came on the exactly. field. The, the field is for the players only, dog. Fans stay in the stands, yeah, bro. Yeah, especially, you know, you see it a lot in the college world where you're celebrating the win and people didn't realize that wall could be seven, eight, nine feet up. Yeah. You know, you jump down and bust your knee. Guess what? You're about to have thousands of people stepping on you and you probably going to be fucked up. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, hey, I know um, this uh, gentleman used to work at the radio station, man. Uh, what was it? Not last year. Yeah, it was two years ago. Two years ago. When Ohio State beat Michigan again uh, <laughs> in the game where JT got the first down on fourth down, mm-hmm. and then they won in a little overtime game with Curtis Samuel around the end, people rushed the field, rightfully so. He was trying to rush the field and fucking fell down the steps. Mm-hmm. And he's an older gentleman, you know what I'm saying? Broke his fucking hip. Mm-hmm. You know what happened when the yeah. older people break their hip, yeah. dog? They, yeah. He came like forever now, you know what I'm saying? Till, till his last days, he mm-hmm. fucking broke his hip. Broke his fucking finger, had a damn panic attack. Yeah. Dude was fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It's crazy, man. Like, stay your ass off the field, even though I have rushed Ohio State field before. <laughs> and I stormed it. Oh, y'all up. definitely will it if the opportunity presents itself. <laughs> but but that's you, you gotta know the risk. But during, during the game, stay the fuck off yeah, the field. Yeah, I'm not man. streaking you know, during third quarter of no Bengals game. Just to be on TV and then go to jail for the weekend. Yeah, man. So you ready for this Black Panther movie or what? Man, I'm I'm getting there. I'm I'm not the biggest into this lane, but oh, you the, will be. The, oh yeah, that's what the wife is saying too. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be. So I even yesterday, I was coming in in and out of the house getting something, and I walk in and my wife is literally fist pumping with two fists <laughs> at the TV. I'm like, what are you doing? She was like, that Black Panther pre you just came through. I'm like, what, what, you just saw it or something? Like, no, I seen it. I just saw it on the TV for the first time in a minute. So she was all hype about it, and she's already got me, you know, uh, we're going to have to go get a couple of things. She want me to have a certain look, apparently. So she, okay. she, she ready to go shopping here in a couple of weeks. So we're about, to, we're about to just go, man, and experience this with her, man. And uh, it's going to be... It's gonna be a sight to see. I'm definitely gonna pick the pick the hair out though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rock the fro. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I got my hair my little preview of my uh, fro <laughs> yesterday. I'm pick, I'm Wifey hooked me up. You know what I'm saying? Steam me out, combed <laughs> out. I was like, oh yeah, we coming in here hey, all black. I might yeah. wear black for a year straight. Like all would say. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, this is something that I do for movies that I know I'm going to see. I'm not a preview watcher. Mm-hmm. I don't watch any trailers or anything like. Experience I, it when you yeah, get I want to watch the movie as is because I'm I've been watching movies so long and I know where things are going. Especially being a comic book fan growing up as a kid, I just want to go into a blind. I don't want to yeah. know anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't. If it's a trailer for a movie, that I could care less about like not uh, that movie Fifty Got Dinner Thieves. Yeah, I watched that trailer. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna go see it, but I could care less. Yeah. But a comic book movie, Star Wars. Something episodic like that, I'm not watching. Like uh, Planet of the Apes, I'm not watching the trailer. I normally go to the movie once it comes out and then come home. First thing I do, jump on YouTube, watch the trailer. Like, okay, now I can watch the trailer. And then I do all the reading about it. Like, it's just something about it, man. It's just something that I do. So I've been ducking and dodging the plant, Black Planet, Black Planet, <laughs> Black Panther trailer for a while now. So I got, what, like another month to go mm-hmm. before? I so. know one thing I'm excited about. I'm, I'm going to know to stay seated at the end. Yes. 
I'm yes. gonna. I, I now know that. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I'm said, excited to not be that guy that stands nah. up. All right, you ready? You ready? To go? What are you doing? Shit, like, shit, boom. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for that now. So I, I do have that on a, uh, locked in. I'm ready for that. But I am excited, man. Just for the whole, just for the whole culture, man. For the whole cause. Like this is something that's big. It's something that needs to be big. Sure. Black History Month. Hey, Absolutely. I'm all. I'm all for it. I'm all Got, for it. Got uh, the homie Ryan Coogler. He's directing it. Mm-hmm. Man, it's it's a the costume. Cool I saw something. A costume late. The like the costume designs and another like important part piece of the production of the movie was black people that was in these spots. So that's just more of a reason to go support it, you know. Absolutely. And, and a lot of you know the cast is the cast. They all man, they got a like who's solid who? one. Yeah, a solid one. So it's gonna be so dope, man. I'm I can't ready. wait, I'm, man. I, I'm ready to to, to you know. Th- this is what people need to do as Americans. You know, you might not like something as much as someone else, or you might not know much about it. Go experience it. Yeah. Go learn about it. Go 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 form your own opinion about it. But at least go show up. You know. So we talk about showing up and being accountable, man. Hey, I'm there. Wife want me there? I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> Ain't got to pull my leg. I'm in there. <laughs> Actually, I'm going on Thursday. There's a Thursday showing okay. at 7 o'clock. Yeah. Already got the tickets. Reserve seating, so ain't gonna be no excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, right. excuse me. Oh, let me see. Oh, it's all just too taken. Yeah, I'm, I'm. My seats are ready. So I know you going on a Friday mm-hmm. on opening day. So we'll be able to talk about it the day on that podcast. Yeah. After the, the wife already got the tickets bought and yep. screenshot the seats and clap it out. up. Yeah, she's. She's ready. We got we got the we got the couch reserved. I'm gonna be on the couch. I'm gonna be on the couch chilling. Rip. There it is, man. Another episode. You can't make this up podcast. You know you can find us on SoundCloud while it's still around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh rate us on there. Share this. If you want to holler at us, you can follow us at one Kev Nash. At DJ underscore killer underscore Kev. And I have been putting the link in the bio, like I say, like like the post says. So you can go to the link on my Instagram. <laughs> yes, sir. And that'll be the newest one. I've been I've been keeping up with that. So hey, I'm proud. Man, we commend you, brother. <laughs> Shouts out to the homie DeMarco, Bars and Beyond. Yes. Izzy. Always showing Gym love. City Pod, Gym man. City we appreciate you. so much. They share the pod so much, man, and, and and hype us up and talk about it and comment, and it ain't just like a share and forget about it till next week. So we appreciate your support, Absolutely. both Demarco and Izzy, man. We appreciate Absolutely, you. man. I know um, Izzy's got something coming up real soon um, down at the convention center. So going to show some love yeah, and some support for I that. I missed last man. year. I told this year I'm there. I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I, I will. I will be there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I will be showing up to, to these things. Absolutely, Gotta man. Gotta do better. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make this up, podcast, Gav Nash. DJ Killer Kev, go Jacksonville! What? <laughs>